There's glitter on the floor after the party Girls carrying the shoes down in the lobby Candle wax and Polaroids on the hardwood floor You and me from the night before But don't read the last page But I stay When you're lost and I'm scared and you're turning away I want your midnights But I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day Welcome to the Best Picture Cast 2024 preview. Happy New Year, everyone. And we are coming to you actually on New Year's this year, so we don't have to worry about Larry David complaining about a late Happy New Year's. And, uh, you know, last year I did this thing by myself. And it was a little uh, a little lonely, a little echoey, you know, so I, ha- I had to bring some company along here today. So to do our, our 2024 preview and add a new little uh, twist to what we do around here, we have Joey R. Joey, welcome. Ah, very happy to be here on the new year and new exciting things for the BPC brands. Absolutely, my friend. And it's uh, always fun talking movies with you, always ton- fun talking cinema, best pictures, worst pictures, uh, all pictures twitter x <laughs> scuttlebutt you know whatever's going on so we have uh we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a little bit of a, a look into what we're expecting for 2024 as far as some movies that we are looking to cover uh a little bit of the early part of our schedule we're going to talk about the drafts we'll be doing this year and we're going to be launching a new sort of episode series that we have here it's going to be a monthly thing and this will be serve as our our, our pilot for this little series yeah, very exciting. I think it's a really good idea for where we're growing. Yeah, and it's going to basically this this time around I'll I'll turn the hosting chair over to Joey R. And uh, Joey has come up with a couple of topics in the uh that are just going on in the world of cinema. I I kind of let you Yeah, I think I it's just kind of where the previous month what happened in the world of movies. There right. we go. Yeah, and, and I let you kind of run with it and, and take. So I don't even know what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, you're going to you're going to go down. That's the, the list. best part about it. Yeah, I, I, there was a couple times I wanted to text you about things that I normally would have, and I was like, shit, I got to put it in my list. Yeah, I, I'm going in blind, which is how I wanted to do it. We'll see how it goes this time. Maybe for February, I'll uh, we'll shift things up a little bit. But this, the idea is for this episode to drop in the first week or so of the month, whatever the off week is for a regular release. So if there's a regular release on that first... We're not going to take over. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. it'll be the, the second week. If there's one that that week's open, it'll probably be the first week. So the idea is to bring this to you once a month. You know, I'm sure around Oscar season, it'll be a little uh, a little more hot and crowded and hot and bothered. And then, you know, when we get into the depths of August, it might be a little less to talk about, but we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be funny because I was kind of thinking about the year. Like now through March is going to be... Oscars, we have our Oscars preview coming up that's great with me, you, and Adam, and super exciting. And then there's just times of the year where this is going to be much funnier. Yes, right. <laughs> We're just shooting shooting the shit. So. Uh, and, and I think the idea is maybe we'll uh, have some guests on at some point. Yeah, because I know. think we have a really good... Because I think, you know, this idea is to talk about, you know, where movies are now, things that are coming out, things that came out. But I think we also have a really cool community of podcast peoples Absolutely. that I think we could really highlight here. Yeah. So uh, for this one, I listened to my last two uh, year previews. There, we had I had one for 2022 that I did with uh, with RDB, 
And then last year I did the one solo. So I just wanted to kind of take stock of of what I've promised over the years that hasn't come through. Hits and misses. (laughs) (laughs) Hits and misses indeed. So one of the things that I brought up last year, and uh, we did not get to it in 2023, that was our our first 45 series of kind of top 10 lists of, you know, the best acting performances or the best actress performances, best supporting performances, costume, cinematography in, in that, those first 45 movies we've covered. So was the idea was there we haven't gotten to yet we're still trying to work out the details hopefully it's something we'll be able to launch this year yeah, i think it's that's a fun thing that to do but it's not without prep you, exactly exactly and you know we want to, we don't want to just force something out there we want to make sure we get it right before we do it there exactly and, you know as we're now building the next 45 here with our season uh, 5 and season Already 18 into yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't want those first 45 to just kind of be forgotten, even though we've talked them to death anyway. We have talked, and we still have the Artie Oz 45, right? Yes, the Artie, and that's going to be, yeah, that will be one of the things we're talking about in an upcoming episode here. Oz is getting uh, settled into fatherhood, so he's about ready to end his paternity leave and uh, and get back into the to the podcasting world. I think uh, we wanted to start off here by talking about the uh, the upcoming March Madness draft that we'll be doing here. It's always a big draft. This is the one that people get hyped for. And you never, you know, a genre, so you never really know what's coming. So it's, yes. it's big news. The genre draft that we do every March. It's going to be comedy this I year, Joe. I fucking love that. Comedies. So it's kind of coming in the wake of last year's Sub 50, where it was very comedy heavy. Super. Because we opened up the gates on on some of the parameters with the, with the just it just had to be under fifty percent, so anything, and that uh, that laid the groundwork for a lot of different '90s comedies, that, which did real well. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It was Tommy Boy that ultimately took it. So the one restriction that there's going to be here for this one cannot have been nominated for an Oscar. So anything else, the other three movies you pick, all free, as long they as they were not nominated for an Oscar. Free, and you know, and the that, Oscars don't love comedies, so this is really that's right. So it just can't have been nominated for any Oscar. Right. That includes song. That includes makeup, so you know there's no nutty professor that's going to be out right there. <laughs> I mean that, <laughs> like someone would pick that. I'm not going to name names, but someone would take that, and the room would just roll their eyes yeah, aggressively. I, I think it was in one of our tournaments. Was it in the? Might have been sub fifty, right? And I think you got a bad reaction there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Though it is frowned upon, I'm going to lift the Marvel ban this time around. Interesting. So it is certainly frowned upon, and and. You know, just because Iron Man makes a joke doesn't make it a comedy here, right? So you'd have to really justify that the movie is a comedy. Uh, so, you know, I, I again, will be frowned upon, but there will be no specific ban on Marvel DC. So. That's, that's, that's a lot of fun because the openness really, you know, you could go different ways within the comedy world. Mm. Yes, yeah. So there's, it's a, it's a real vast field. Oh, yeah. It's going to leave things open for everybody. There may be like a, a decade breakup. Yeah, we should too, do something. Yeah, so it's like you have to take one from the 80s, one from the 90s, one from the that, Or you just, you can't pick two. You can't, you can't overlap. Yeah, that way to kind of diversify. And the nice thing about this, I think this will be the most open one for the drafters. Yes. We will see how that goes. So that'll be coming at you in March. That's cool. And we'll have a nice little uh, little end of spring, early summer episode on whatever wins there, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun. Talk about what you're going to expect this month at the very least. And then Big month. Uh, you know, we'll talk about other movies we've been kicking around adding, but we have two that are scheduled. Uh, I believe next week, Joe, you and I will be joined by uh, 
Brendan B. and Aaron B. Yeah, and first time for that that grouping for an episode. That's right. The fourth of us will be Aaron's first Best Picture winner. She was, of course, oh, on. That's right. Yes, she was on our uh, one of our hard draft episodes, and she was on our Armageddon episode. But this will be her first Best Picture winner, and it's going to be My Fair Lady. Oh man, dabbling back into the world of musicals. So it's we'll, been a while. That's and that's one that's very interesting. I've been I've had that on the calendar for a few years for other reasons. So that that's exciting. Yes, I I can't wait and. Aaron, from what I understand, is pretty familiar with it, and Brendan has never seen a second of it. Uh, so, Perfect. And he has never been on, he has not been on a musical episode yet for us. <laughs> that's so I, even I better. Can't imagine how that's going to go, but it will be, it will, we're going to have a blast with it. Yeah, I'll I tell mean, you that. I'm going to so, laugh my ass off. So that will be our first Best Picture winner of 2024. And right after that, we'll have our anniversary episode fourth freaking anniversary i know the four year anniversary so the five of us uh hopefully knock on wood we'll get in the room together i know that for a couple of those there's been some absentee uh, we've tried every year <laughs> we have i think last year we finally did it yeah we did we it last year there, so and that's gonna be her locker it's awesome it's yeah. on our theme it's 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 what we've been doing these anniversary episodes so it's it's great yeah four years the, uh, the 2000s decade which is one we haven't really touched in a little while, I don't think. No, we have um, a gap. But we will be having another one coming up from that decade in Gladiator 2. So uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly where that one's going to fall out. The schedule hasn't been uh, totally put together beyond that anniversary episode, right. the first week of February. So you'll hear uh, you'll hear the Hurt Locker episode and our next one of, of our new series, which is we're working title is uh, On the Feed. It's a great so name. That'll be on the feed episode two. This is serves as on the feed episode one. We have something real big coming in March. Okay. We have the annual Oscars preview app. Joe will be you, myself, and Adam, Adam St. John. John. Yes, from 1001 by one and below freezing. Last year's episode was our basically our highest output episode ever. Yeah, it was the most most attention we've gotten on an episode the week of release. It was a huge success. We had a great conversation in that one. It was an unbelievable episode. I mean, I left that episode, I think I, I was like super fired up, like the early days. It was it yeah. was really good. I think the three of us all come in super prepared yeah. and just let the conversation go with what we cover. And we're all, we all look for different things in movies. So I think it's really interesting how we all break things down. Yeah. What I like the most about how we lay it out and how we approach that episode is, is we do it in a, in a matter that stays pretty timeless. We don't get too into the Oscars and nope. what they choose and how they do it. We just talk about the movies and we take our picks and w- w- where we think the highlights of these movies are, yep. who, who we have as our best performances out as of that movies and, and that, ranking those, those right. best picture nominees is right. always fun too. Right. So. Like we, we don't do the complain part of it. We just like these episodes, it's not who should have won, right? It's not who should have exactly. been nominated. It's this is what's there. Yeah. It's not a prediction show. Either. Right. We're not saying, Oh, the, the, you know, we're going to tell you how to fill out your card and win your Oscar. Oh program. no, this is just our favorites. Yes. And I mean, I yeah. think the amount of times last year, one of us was like, I know this isn't winning, but this is, this, this is what I would pick if I was yes. there. And that's, I think that's why it's much more interesting than the, predictions because really if you're active on twitter like everybody has the predictions it's, that's not interesting it's yeah and i i love 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 talking acting performances with adam me too just because that's always an education and uh, his perspective always offers some analysis that you and i just don't have because we're not in the business I right mean, we're just not gonna have it yeah he's been on stage before and and acted in front of crowds and can put himself in the shoes so i, I love getting his 
uh, his takes on on the performances there, and he's never one to uh, be afraid to hold back uh, with his, not at with all his takes, which is yeah. great. Yes, so that's uh, that'll come to you. Usually, it's like a, a, like the week a week before a week before the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. So the Oscars, I think, are like the thirteenth this year. So I think we were talking about like the seventh because that's what we did last year. Yeah, and I don't know about you. I mean, I have an idea, but I myself am pretty caught up already. I mean, at least with with. I mean, obviously the, the nominees aren't out yet. So we can only kind of... I think the 23rd of January they come out. Okay, so we can only, like, at this point, ponder what we think will be. But if you match it up with what, you know, with the rumors I'm locked stuff, in. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm sure there'll be a couple of uh, deeper ones that I'll have to see. It's nice to be ahead of the curve a little bit. And so I've seen much a better. lot of them in theaters, too, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because last year you were... You, I mean, you saw everything, but it, <laughs> you were a little bit like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I had to cram in a bunch of them. What do you think? Are we ready to uh, to get into this thing here? And I'm ready, so... With on the feed, we took I took different things, so I kind of categorized things a little bit. The first one is just notable things from the last month. Then just how much discussion we'll have, we'll see about upcoming movies, upcoming projects. Then I have a few questions for you. Great. Just different things that came up, um, because it's the end of the year, so this won't be a, a monthly thing, but it's the end of the year, so a few rankings episodes okay. came out, like... Uh, articles came out like oh we put this as the number one we put this as the number one so just for see what you guess because i think some are interesting then and the last one just kind of calling movie chatter uh, awards chatter i'm sorry because not necessarily to again we're not predicting anything but just kind of what's been happening not going to go through different awards who won but just kind of what the movies that are winning are okay just to kind of discuss them and it gives us a minute to sh- shoot them out great great on the feed here we go so i want to start the National Film Registry mm. each year adds up to 25 films to its registry. First of all, I learned a lot about this this year. Did you know where this started? I I don't know where it started. I know the uh, the the premise behind it is they want to make sure that these will, these are movies will have for untouched. Yeah, and I I want to say the first year was like 89 or 1990. Yeah, so it was 89. 80, it was 89. Okay. In 88, Frank Capra and Martin Scorsese went to Congress. And said, we need an act to preserve film. We don't need people coming in and colorizing these changes. Like, this is what they should be. Mm. And it passed, and they've started. So this year, they nominated, they put in 25. So there's now 875 movies in. Very cool. So some, three episodes, three of the movies they put in of the 25, we have episodes on. Wow. All so, right. Home Alone. After People? Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> First, Home Alone made it. Home Alone, absolutely. It's a little crazy it hasn't been in there yet. Is it? Does it have to be a certain age to be eligible? No, because there's one from 2013 and one from even newer. Okay. So it's just, I think just everything gets nominated and they look at, because they break down like, you know, narrative feature, documentary. So I think they balance it out. Because, and they only do up to 25 a year. Okay. All right. Home Alone, that's great. It was our first Christmas episode and we just uh, did a pool uh, this past month. And we put the four episodes that, or the four movies that we have Christmas episodes on, and Home Alone was the uh, was the victor of that. Strongly, poll. yes, yeah, which is not a huge surprise. No, especially like the people who vote and the you know the 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 ages, so it all tracks. Yes. Next, recent episode action winner T two T two, an excellent selection. Yeah, um, Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve years a slave. It's good to see people talking. Twelve years. Me a slave. too, because it yeah. gets it gets you know it doesn't come up because it's so heavy. Um, some other notables that made it: Nightmare Before Christmas, a okay. favorite of mine. Okay. Um, Apollo thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and Lady and the Tramp. 
And Lady and the Tramp wasn't in there. I, I guess I Which just is, assumed that all Disney Disney has their so own did vault. I. They have their own vault. So they're. <laughs> I, I was like, that does that doesn't track. How is Lady and the Tramp not in this? But yeah. Lady and the Tramp made it. I guess because they <clears throat> made that live action one a couple years ago that was oh such trash. Yeah, I didn't even see it. That's scary. They were like, we need to protect this now. This is the night. So and then there's a bunch of others, but it, it's just it's a cool thing that they do. And just learning how Frank. Frank Capra and Martin Scorsese teamed up for this was just unbelievable. Could see them like driving in the car to the Congress, and just, but what are they chatting about? You know, movies. They're yeah, just they're, yeah, they're talking yeah. about some like 1940 Bollywood movie yeah, that right. nobody's. They're like, this is what we need to do, and Arguing that's about eight and a half. You know, <laughs> but Scorsese, you know, he re he revitalizes movies, right? Because of him, many films have not been lost to the world. So. Oh. He's an important person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not to mention all, all the work he's done and some of the restorations. Unbelievable. And, and he has a whole and, fact admitted to it. It's really important what he's doing. Yeah, him and Spielberg have been have definitely been hands-on in the right kind of way there with that. So and and they were instrumental in keeping TCM going too. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean they they round it up and they're like, This isn't how this is going down. So and thank God for that. Seriously. All right. The next bit. So Variety each year does the actors on actors. Did you watch any of them? Uh I Okay, so you're talking about like the round table? The one on once. Oh, the one on once. Yeah, they just did right. they just did them last month. Oh, I have not seen anything yet, no. Well, you're one of the few who didn't because this year they had hundred and forty five million social media views. Wow. They were I watched them every this year I think were some of my favorite ones. Okay. Um so the Greta Lee Andrew Scott one I think was the best thing I've ever seen. I, I want Greta Lee from Past Lives, which is still my favorite movie of the year. And Andrew Scott, he's in All of Us Strangers coming up. Okay. And I haven't seen him, but apparently he's very good in Sherlock Holmes and Fleabag, is what mm-hmm. friend of the pod, Jay Dowski, told me. Um, other ones, Cillian Murphy and Margot Robbie. Unbelievable conversation. I have seen some clips from that. Yeah, really good. on Instagram, yeah. Um, Paul Mezcal and Natalie Portman. Cool. Uh, Michael Fassbender, Carrie Mulligan, Emma Stone, Bradley Cooper. Like, they got really good people, and they were really excited to talk about it. So it was a lot of fun. Bradley Cooper's really been making the rounds uh, this day. He's out and active on the it's on bothering the people for some reason, but he is out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of those. Uh, you know, this time of year, as I'm sure we'll talk about over the next couple months, is you know, without fail, there's the one or two movies that just get everybody all riled up. You know, and always and those when those Oscar nominations come out, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, it's going to get way worse. <laughs> and sometimes you just don't even know which one it's going to be. It's like, oh, this is the one they're all going to lose their minds over. Well, a lot of people started getting pissed at Bradley Cooper because he made he's like a benign line in his with Emma Stone, just about like preparation, how much preparation he did for Maestro. And Twitter decided that this was an attack on Killian Murphy. Okay. Aggressively not. I mean, but people, Silly Murphy prepared pretty. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. He learned another language. <laughs> yeah. He learned Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, he's attacking him. And, and ever since then, it's just been downhill. So people oh, are just God. waiting to be mad at him for some reason because. Yeah. He, Crazy. Uh, but, I don't know. But yeah, it seems like the two that the two movies that are getting everyone riled up this year uh, is Maestro. And one I haven't seen yet that I got to see is uh, May, December. Uh, yeah, I May, December. Uh, people fighting about that left and right. <laughs> you know what it is? I think even the people who don't like, I loved it. I've seen it now. I've seen it three times. Kristen, mm-hmm. my wife, after she's like, the performances were great, but what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> so this divisiveness right on your couch yeah, at home. Yeah, she was like, like she, afterwards she looked at me, she goes like, she, I was like, oh, she's like, I guess that's fine. <laughs> 
And I think that's it. I think it's just like, I don't have a big history with that director, Todd Haynes. I've never seen anything else like Carol he did, which I, people like, but I don't know. I really liked it. But the, the performances are the one thing that are pe- really standing out. Even the people who don't like it are like, all right, this Charlie yeah. Melton is fantastic in this. Yeah, so. all right. Well, so yeah, it's a, and it's it's Netflix, so it's easy enough yeah, to watch. So, it's, it's accessible. And I, you know, I think dude, it's been a really great movie year, which me and you will be saying a lot in the next two months. So Absolutely. I think. You get these really good actors putting out really good work talking about it. it is awesome because even like the Downey Jr. Mark Ruffalo one was really interesting because they talked about years past they probably would have loaded up just on Marvel stuff for a while, but instead they just talked about their time in Zodiac and now that you know mm. Poor Things and Oppenheimer is really interesting. They talked about MCU. They you know, weren't together, but it was so much deeper. Well, now I have something to get lost in later tonight when I get home. <laughs> what, what are they on YouTube? You basically yeah, get them. They're very them. accessible. You could find them pretty and much. And how long is a, is a each episode? Not long. I watched them in spurts. Okay, so I'm not. But they're you're not like we're not asking for hours. Yeah, I love that that roundtable they do. Those come up usually after the Oscars, closer to the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. they just they did the actors, then they're doing the directors. Mm. I'll be honest, the director one was kind of disappointing. Well, these are directors one on one. Yeah, James Cameron was in a ship. It's not like I don't, I don't like I. I want them like in a room yeah, together. Yeah, they're so, doing over like Zoom. Yeah, yeah, but the one that was cool was Bradley Cooper and Spike Lee. Okay, I saw a clip from that one. That where, one was interesting. Know, uh, so, Bradley Cooper getting emotional yep. that he was talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that one was the most interesting of the directors and other. You know, they haven't been as interesting. I, I, I just don't think they paired those well. But the one, Yorgos Lathimos and Ari Aster together. Oh God. No, it's yeah i'll skip that one yeah it's probably not for you but <laughs> i do think you would find it interesting okay if you say so it's listen it's two creative people talking about being creative i, I love it but i'd rather watch that than one of their movies so hey poor things was great and it was way funnier than expected all right speaking of these directors the president of the next can festival was named did you see who it was so the next can festival is may 14th 25th so I there's did not all right, so you know, the, the, there's the jury. The jury is all you know, actors and whatnot in it, and directors, and they preside. And the act, the director who is the president this year is Greta Gerwig. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. So tracks last year's was uh, Ruben Usland. Okay, uh, Tarantino's been there before doing. It. Yeah. I think he's been in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've had a lot of all the big people. So Ruben Usland last year they had the previous year's winner. basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he was the one this year, which, you know, the winner of the can was uh, Anatomy of a Fall this year. Right, and, you know, I don't know if you saw with that, it, it was left off the shortlist for international film feature. France didn't put it up. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, this uh, this movie that France put up that I'm forgetting the name of um, doesn't come out till February, but is supposed to be fantastic. It's like about food and the romance of two people and it's supposed to be very good. I, I just hate this So do I. Rule. I mean, so stupid. If 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 two of the best international films are are from France, they both should be nominated. Hundred you know, percent. Who I, cares? I get they wanna they wanna diversify and they wanna get um, names out there from five different countries, and I appreciate the sentiment behind that. But to me, for you know a movie like Anatomy of the Fall that does not even be included because there's another. You know, I don't know anything about it, but apparently a, a it's supposed very to be strong great. Supposed to be great. movie from France, what they have to pick between the two. So I know. It's obnoxious to me. Because, now, because it's what happened with uh, the movie in India last year. It didn't end up getting the best picture that they thought it would. So, I mean, Anatomy of Fall. RRR? RRR, there it is. So Anatomy of Fall deserves to be in that those 10, but it's been a great year. So if it doesn't, that is absolutely screwing over Anatomy of Fall for no reason. I mean, you'd have to wonder if it's going to get any nominations at all now. 
I think it is. You think it will? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any uh, rumors on that, but no, I think it, it not being in there for, on, even on the short list. So, well, is, because if it's included, they, yeah, because they can't put up, can't so it's not two, a... two of them in there. But yeah, but it, it just... It's an ugh. absolute botch. It's a stupid rule that makes no sense. Mm. You know, because, be, you know, I mean, because I forget where zone of interest is, but that's also something that that's for, that's, it could be international, but that could end up in international and best picture. Yeah, like, I know there was another both. year recently. I, I, I want to say it might have been the Parasite year where there was another movie from South Korea that was super notable, right, yeah. but it's Parasite. I mean, what right. you, that's not, that's like a, you're going with the jogger not there. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, it won Best Picture. So right. it's, you know, you, you're not getting nominated over, over it. And it gets messy because then, like, the Japanese nomination is, is also German produced. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a lot of, like, just let the best movies be nominated. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, one of the many things that uh, they yeah. aren't going to listen to us on. So. No, but Greta Gerwig leading that jury, I think, is cool because I think she's a good person to have the spokesman for it. Yeah. Like, Oslin's, you know, the most European person ever. So I think having Greta Gerwig out there is interesting. I think she actually, like, you know, respects movies. So I think she'll do a really good job. So yeah. I'm excited. Um, I, I finally watched Barbie, too. But I know. I was excited you finally watched it because there's a couple times you're like, oh, I'm going to watch it tomorrow, and I never heard from you. It was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is one that I think people are eagerly anticipating my uh, my take on. I, I will say I had fun with it. Uh, I, you know, Yeah. Um, I'm not... Uh, I'm not on either side of the. It's a blast of the um, of the excitement, whether people loved it or hated it. But I'm kind of in the middle. But it was definitely a fun enough time for me to at least say I enjoyed myself. If that's nominated for best picture, I think me, you, and Adam will have that the closest, way closer than anybody will think in the rankings. Maybe we'll just see. just predictions. We shall see. Just predictions. Um, I think it's probably a lock for best picture. I would. Hundred percent, it is. Stranger things have happened. Independent Spirit Awards. I don't know how much. It, oh, hooray! I, I I love the Independent Spirit Awards. Um, so they're each year they do an honorary chair. This year they pulled in Lily Gladstone. Okay. So you know she's obviously in Killers of the Flower Moon, but she also is in a movie called Unknown Country. They're not calling Killers of the Flower Moon an independent movie. No, no, no. It's for an unknown country, but they're smart enough to bring eyes to it with Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. yes. I have not seen Unknown Country yet, but I'm hoping to see it soon because I think she's fantastic, and I'm happy for her. Yes, um, very, very talented. Your favorite, A24. Mm. Did you see their, the deal they signed? No. This is a good thing. Okay. So it's a non-creative deal. It's just content release. They signed a deal with Warner Brothers. So Max is now, will be the exclusive streaming for all the past, present, future A24 films. So they're not nothing to do with the output, just a place to watch them. So at a release, there's Why a place a to watch thing? them. Why is this exciting? Because now all these are accessible. Ugh. A great library, accessible. To it's not people. enough for Criterion to just pick up everything that's A24 just because it's A24. Hey, listen, Iron Claw is A24. So I've noticed right. that A24's recent decisions, they seem to be pivoting a little bit and going for some different types of films. It's like they, you know, they 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 got pegged as that as that film school film project type of movie that, that comes out with them. Now they're doing the Iron Claws of the world. and I think they're just going to be the ones who keep giving people opportunities. And, we'll you know, you have a variety of things from that. I mean, listen, there are a handful of A24 films I like. I'm going to probably see Iron Claw this week. I'm very excited to You'll see You'll see it. Past Lives. Uh, I'll have to see Past Lives, yes. We'll see. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Iron Claw a lot. I'm a you know, big, uh, big old school wrestling guy, so I'm... And I, I love a lot of the actors in that. Territories uh, yeah. Chatterman. Mm. And Harris Dickinson, he was in 
Triangle of Sadness last year, which is literally the most European movie I could think of. And this year he's in Iron Claw, which is the most American thing yeah, I could think that's of. That's pretty American. Right? So I, I said to um, Circuit First friend Adam, I said, you know, I was like, we need him in Bong Joon Ho's movie next year. Like, let's get him this. <laughs> like, let's just show this guy why everybody he's yeah, great. Get him another continent too. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm the the guy who plays the dad, and I don't know the actor's name, but he uh, he plays the um, the uh, Agent Tench character yep. in. Uh, he's great in. Um, Fincher's Mine Hunter. Uh, Mine Hunter. Yep. Yeah. Great. Great. And and on a, and on a uh, and he was great... Jay sta- Jay standout of the movie. Really. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, Jay Dowski. Yep. Jay yeah, Dowski. Cool. So Jay Dowski seen it already too. Yeah, he saw Friday. Jeez. Uh, yes. He's also in a, a great episode of Burn Notice. Really. He plays, a, plays a heavy on one of the episodes there. So I appreciate he's that. he's great. Yeah. Really They're, good they... actor. They're all real good. Love me some Efron too. I'm I'm all in on Efron. It's, it's, I, I haven't seen anything of his that I haven't liked. Yeah, he's great. And this he stepped it up to a point. And I'm supporter of him now. I'm fully into because he was super impressive. Yeah. I, I think anybody giving him shit now is going to be off. I think that's done. The high school musical stuff's obviously that's not our time. That's that yeah, I, I have no context of any of right. that. So, but that's what it is. Is he 100%. just a drum to that? Similar with Pattinson with the Twilights. Yep. And, but then these guys move past it and just show how much yeah. more creative and smart they are. Um, this one is specifically for you. It talks Uh-oh. about the Fablemans. Okay. So the, one of the best cameos last year was David Lynch in The Fablemans. Absolutely. Um, and he the, did it. The, the most important thing that David Lynch has done in his entire career, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Listen to 1001's David Lynch rankings, please, because where we respect the man... Um, but he did an interview with Empire, and there was a few things he said that I think are just fucking amazing. Okay. One, it's true. A horizon in the middle is boring as shit. Yeah. And the other thing, which I just think is funny, um, his only requirement for to be in the movie was getting a bag of Cheetos. I, I saw that. <laughs> I did read that. I saw the, a tweet about that like, somewhere. The idea of him... He was paid in Cheetos. The idea of him and Spielberg <laughs> working, like, be like, oh, man, can you come in, do this? And he's like, just need some Cheetos. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah, I got a lot of um, I got a lot of crap this Christmas from the family for having never seen Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's that was a big, you know. So that's coming you know, up for you. watching all these movies and you've never seen that. So, yeah, no, I, I got to do that one. I finally saw Shane because it was an episode of, right. of Greatest Movie of All Time podcast with the Duncans. I dug that. Um, so, you know, I love, I love me some George Stevens. So, uh, I, I got it. I do have to vast in my, my Ford library here. You know, That's I've been tough. going through the leans. So I'm trying to get all the David leans under, right. under my belt. The great expectations is next. I'm a little nervous, <laughs> a little nervous about that. <laughs> so I just rewatched Brief Encounter and, you know, it's, um, a wonderful film that I just you know can throw on at any at any point. It's an easy ninety minute deal, but it's it's so funny. We watch all these movies, and there's still always something that somebody's like, "And you haven't seen this?" I know, <laughs> and it's just you can't see everything. You really can't. It doesn't matter how much you do this, and uh, it's that's the fun part about it. Right? That's it's, hysterical. It's, it's when people are like social. you've never seen this, I'm like, "What do you want from me?" <laughs> <laughs> so like true. at some point, I'm gonna have a blind spot. It is so true. All right, so that's that's that section. The next yeah, section what's is next, just future movie news. So things that have are filming now, stop filming, you know, finish filming. Um, you know, the first one, uh, you know, we'll talk about a second because it's 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 your guy. But after that, I'll just kind of throw them out there, and if you have anything to say, we could say it. But we could go from there. Uh, Juror number two, Clint Eastwood's next movie, starring Nicholas Holt and Tony Collette, has wrapped filming. A great, a great 
thing, uh, great news. I know there was a lot of concern with the strike mm-hmm. in that one, considering Clint's age. We talked about Jay Dowski. We have a mutual friend who has a friend who's an actor in the film. And he, oh, wow. Yeah, and this is kind of one of his first big breaks. Oh, wow. And he's like, that's great. I'm going to be in an Eastwood film, you know, and then it goes on strike. He goes, no, he's 92 and the strike, there's no sight ending here. What's, what's going to happen? It's going to going to bag this thing. But um, great. I saw they filmed down in Georgia. Yeah. I uh, said so they were getting a lot of extras just off the street and whatnot and signing people up to it. And it's a great thing, man. I mean, how good the movie will be, we'll see. You know, his, his later library has had hits and misses. I happen to really like Richard Jewell. I think it's really underrated. And Cry Macho is not very good. No. But, but at least, you know, it, it fun in the context of, of Clint and where he's at in his career. It's kind of a bit of a swan song. Uh, I don't believe he's going to be in Journey no. Number 2. Yeah, he's just a director. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Nicholas Holt, I really like. Tony Collette, I really like. Do you know anything about it? Uh, I, I I read the um, like a, a sentence long synopsis. Basically, the jurors getting uh, influenced by the mob or something. Yeah, it, no. It seems like he realizes that he's the one who committed the crime. That he's so he's trying to get help to get the guy is not guilty without impl- in, like oh, putting himself out wow. there. I, I don't know if it was like a drunken hit and run or whatever it was, mm. but like it's seems as he goes on, he starts figuring things out. Wow. Okay. And and uh, Holt plays he's juror, juror number okay. two. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I mean, listen. Clint knows how to pick a script, it's, you know, yeah. and, and that hasn't changed. That, no, that, you know, whether he's sixty-two or ninety-two, he's going to pick the right scripts. So, and you know, I think they they fi- they finished filming a couple weeks ago. They're already talking about it's coming out in like April or May, I think. Cool. So it's going to be quick. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing to get it moving. Yeah, get it moving, and you know, I, I, they everyone's always quick to call something his last film, and I just, you know, again, knock on wood, he keeps chugging along. But I don't, you know, I think he's one of those. As long as he's able to do it, he's going to do it. Yeah, because every article you read about is funny too. It's like, oh, his last director, but he's going to direct till he dies. So it's pretty much just not taking away that, yeah, this probably isn't the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always in quotes. Yep. This is his last film, quote unquote. Yeah. Which is perfect. Uh, we love you, Clint. <sighs> All right. Just some other things coming up. Uh, your other favorite, Robert Eggers. He has a Nos- Nosferatu movie coming up. Some pictures were released. Uh, note to the listener that was uh, comedic was sarcasm. He was heavy. Um, Willem Dafoe is a crazy vampire. Looks amazing, so I'm fully in. I didn't, lo- I did, was not a, did not like the Northman. So I'm, but I like the Nosferatu property. I love Defoe, so in on it. DiCaprio signed on to his next film, but isn't saying what it is yet. On uh, to Edgar's next film? No, no, DiCaprio. Whatever he's doing, his next project, he okay. signed on, but he's not talking about what it is yet. Okay. They haven't announced it. Um, yeah, so he he was involved as a producer in a couple different ones. I think there's the one about the serial killer at the World's Fair. Um, I thought him and Scorsese might have... Uh, Probably. Yeah, but I think they were maybe talking about making that a show, and I don't know if, if Leo was going to be in it or not. Uh, the name escapes me. The other one is a Stephen King book, uh, Billy Summers. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think there was some talk about um, about Leo being the starring role in that, so, yeah. which is kind of more in in King's crime world as which far as horror. Cool. It's not horror, it's right. crime. Something like the uh, Mr. Mercedes series is the, I think, okay. that type of deal. So, all right, so Leo's is all good to go. As far as Nosferatu goes, um, I just saw Nosferatu with the live bands. Right, uh, it's such a Dowski cool thing. Went. Yeah, very, very cool. I, I just, I get I get concerned as to how pretentious this thing will be. Is, you know, is uh, Defoe's playing, is playing Dracula? The vampire hunter. Oh, he's the, he's, uh, he's Van Helsing. Yeah. Okay. And he looks, yeah. he is okay. fully, like he was for, 
He's already done the vampire. For the he's lighthouse. Done, he's he's in. Yeah. Yeah. He would shadow the vampire. He's right. Dracula in that, which is a, a spin on Nosferatu. Also, like kind of with the meta. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, it's it's you'll you'll like it. It's good. He's nominated for uh, for that. It's it's like a meta movie making. Oh, that's version. cool. Yeah, they're making they're making the movie and the actor. Defoe plays the actor, the method actor who's oh, playing man. Dracula, and they learn as it's going that he might not be a method actor. He might actually be a vampire. So. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, it's like an early 90s uh, deal. But. Oh, that's awesome. Noah Baumbach, his next movie is going to, you know, with Netflix, um, okay. starring Adam Sandler and George Clooney. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm eagerly uh, I'm in on it. That. Like watching Adam Sandler and George Clooney go through a Baumbach film, like, oh, that's, I think that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, and Clooney's made some interesting decisions this these past few years. He's it, it'd be he's, nice to see him kind of getting back into the yeah because he has this like rowing movie that no one's gonna remember in two months. Like he's doing <laughs> some weird stuff. Like he's making very forgettable things. So I think getting yeah, what was the what was the one with him in like Alaska or, or uh, yeah came out a couple years ago. I have no idea. Yeah. Again, it's just these weird forgettable things. Like he did that movie with Julia Roberts last year that was good, mm-hmm. but like. Good and like, uh, oh, that was brainless. Like he, yeah, he, yeah. Like he that, needs something yeah. a little bit hardier. And yes. I think this could be. I don't know what the movie's about, but I think they could do something because Sandler, he's coming out with a movie where he's an astronaut coming home. Carrie Mulligan was his wife, but she's remarried. So I think you know, trying to do different things. Because yeah, I, like. I mean, you know, The Descendants is one that I saw somewhat recently. He's so good in that film, and, and yeah. you know, Up in the Air is one of my favorites of all yeah. time, so I, it's like, I want to see that Clooney again, you know, like, get, get me back there. That's where he needs to, he needs to get some, like, weightiness to things. Things have yeah. gotten too light, and again, this rowing thing, I'm, listen, I hope it's really good. It's it's going to be fine, and no one's going to remember what the hell it is, and that's just the problem. Yeah, well, he plays like a... Um, he directed it. I don't even know if he's in it. Okay. And it, it's it's a, like a... a it's like a, a World War Two, like I think it's like Olympics. A rowing team is going anyway, type like, thing. Like crew, like yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, huh? Yeah, I got that confused with the with the Mark Wahlberg running movie with the dog. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. the trek thing through the Dominican <laughs> yeah, yeah. Republic. <laughs> God, that's one of those movies. You, you see the trailer, you've seen the whole movie. Hundred yeah. percent. Like that's going to be on TBS in a year, and I'm like, holy shit, I forgot this existed. Yeah, probably make money. Hundred percent. Um, Gladiator 2 has resumed filming post-strike. Wow, this is, it's, it's happening. It's oh happening. God. Paul Mescal, who Mezcal. I love, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to see all of us strangers, but, you know, I'm him kinda, and- I'm kind of scared of Ridley Scott these days. Like I, as we should be. All of us should be. <laughs> it's like, after seeing Napoleon, it's like, wait, this guy might just be unhinged at this point. Uh, but and, I, I respect his ability to just- not give a shit and make whatever he wants to make. Yeah. Like, you got And talk it. shit about it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you don't like it? You're an idiot. Like, <laughs> we don't have enough of these filmmakers anymore. You know, you have like your Spielbergs and your Scorseses who are also making what they want to make and they're not going to apologize for it, but they do it in a very buckled down political um, way. Yeah, and like a, yeah, <laughs> like savvy. a, a mainstream way. They're not, it's not, they're not like a, just a, just like a, a, a cowboy out there slinging pistols, you know? He's just like, yeah, you don't like it? Don't worry. Three director's cuts will be out. You don't like one of them. <laughs> uh, oh, God, the director's cuts. Um, but, you know, I'm very looking forward to Gladiator 2 and the fact that our Gladiator episode's coming out, which I think is going to be great because that's a really good crew you have for that. That's Yes, yeah, that's going to be our Driving Miss Daisy crew. Perfect, they deserve it. After <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy, they deserve Gladiator. <laughs> that's right. It was like a it was like a, a, a contract bonus, like a signing bonus. You, you made, a, you made a, a Driving Miss Daisy episode entertaining somehow, so yeah. we're going to give you Gladiator. So you get a good movie with, yep. with some weight. The Return of Bobcat. And I, I believe that's his favorite movie of all time. 
So oh wow, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. And there's somebody who's going to do well in the uh, comedy tournament uh, because it definitely plays to his strengths. Because um, you know, pretty terrible drafter up to this point, but I think comedy is where he's gonna he's gonna do well. Um, yes, that is definitely his wheelhouse. Yeah, so I think he's gonna be dangerous there because I think he'll be a little savvier because he knows it so well. As long as he doesn't pick Casino Jack, he'll be all right. <laughs> Alex Garland, he has a new movie coming out soon, Civil War. Our guy uh, Garland. Yeah, Ex yeah. Machina, Men, Annihilation. He 28 wrote 28 Days, days later, later. So, you know, I th- know people are pretty mixed on Men from last year, but um, I think he has enough of a body of work that I, I, I'm, I'm interested in what he's and doing. what's the new project? It's called Civil War. Oh, this is the A24. Yeah. The, yeah, I saw a... Um, it's called Civil War. Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I had a lot of non movie people not that they're not movie people but not the usual inner circle of movie news chats send this one out so yeah this one seemed to really confuse people who don't you know i I talk about this on a lot of a thousand and one episodes people who think that movies are real (laughs) so they were like well florida and well texas and california would never secede together Oh, well, guys, it's a fucking movie. He created a new world. <laughs> it's a like script. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe in the real world, but let's pray to God that doesn't happen in a movie. Any two states can do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think this... And we'll have our nitpick zone with the 100%. zone time, but, you know, let's, let's keep it in the nitpick zone. Right, but, you know, again, I talk about it all the time. It's the people who last year saw Bones and All and were like, it's promoting cannibalism. <laughs> like, people, you know, media literacy is real bad. So I think uh, Alex Garland... Come on, make it work. He's got some good actors in there, I think. And speaking of uh, of uh, long-term uh, sequels, I believe Danny Boyle and Cillian Murphy are getting back together to do the sequel of 28 Days Later. That's 20, the rumor. 28, uh, is it 28 years. Is it 28 months or 28 months? I thought it was years, but I, I couldn't find a confirmation because I wanted to put that here. That was going to be my follow-up to okay, this so point. it's still a rumor at this point. It looks like it's happening, just nothing's like signed. Okay, like cool, I think cause... Danny Boyle and Cillian Murphy are going to make this happen. Yeah, I hope so. And and Danny Boyle's a guy who's, you know, I want to see some more work. He hasn't done anything since yesterday, really. You know, he did the the, the, the TV show with the Sex Pistols, or, which wasn't good either. Yeah. Um, have you seen yesterday? I have not. That's yeah, one well, of my Boyle blind spots. Yeah. Leave it that way, so you know you don't. <laughs> kind of stinks. Oh yeah. Oh. But the music's good. Yeah. The Rock, who hasn't really acted in a while, he's just been in movies where he's the Rock. He's going to be in a movie directed by Josh Safdie. Okay. Um, so he's Safety Brothers. Yeah, he's a UFC fighter. I don't know how he's going to do that because apparently he can't lose fights in movies, and I don't think he's a <laughs> undefeated. But I don't, I don't know anything about the guy. But apparently he's an early UFC fighter who was like out of his mind. I've talked to Corns, um, who's a UFC guy. Yes. And he said he thinks it's great casting, and if Rock okay. could actually like act again, he thinks he could. It could be a really good thing. And he's like, is so you, UFC fighters usually aren't that bulky. Uh, this yeah, guy, he showed me rock. a picture. This guy's big. Okay. Oh, this so he's was playing a real life guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. This was like an earlier when like weight classes were a thing. This guy was huge. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what's, the, what's the guy's playing? I have it? no idea. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, honestly, I could have written it down. I have no idea. It yeah. means nothing to me. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah not, it's, not a UFC guy. It's his real life as Civil War by Alex Garland is to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a, not a UFC. You're not going out and watching the monthly fights. Here. Could, I tried. Many years ago, I tried, and I just don't care. I need fake scripted fights. Yeah, you need someone dressed up like uh, like Rick the Model yeah. Martel. I need entrance music. I need promos. You gotta have a snake on your shoulder. I don't want to watch it. people actually get hurt. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> just I, not, it, the problem I have with it is is that they're all kind of just revolving names and faces. That's the other There's thing. No it's, characters, you know. It's it's too hard to 
live like live long in that. But honestly, Safty between um, Uncut Gems and Good t- Good Times, like full faith in him. So yeah, you know his brother had a great year. His brother was in um, Oppenheimer. Yes, yes. Uh, brothers in the Curse. Mm-hmm. And are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Okay, yeah. so, hell of a year for him. And he yeah, played his acting chops. Come yeah, on. so he's trying to be an actor, but Josh getting uh, the rock going—that's a—it's a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the last one in this is—I only put it in here because it was the winner of our inaugural Sub Fifty Roadhouse. The remake is coming out in March. Not even getting a theater release, straight to Amazon Prime. That honestly makes me so happy. Uh, Just don't release it then. <laughs> I I, I kind of wish that that were the case because um, the world doesn't need this. Uh, I'll watch it because I love Roadhouse. Uh, and I love Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to complain a lot about yeah. it. Uh, I got to say, I rewatched Roadhouse a couple weeks ago because I, I did the, the GMO episode on, on Shane that I mentioned right. before. And I got done with Shane. I'm like, God, you know, this has so many Roadhouse vibes to it. Like, it's basically just the story of Roadhouse, you know. It's amazing. In a Western. So, like, I got to watch. So, as soon as Shane was over, I threw on Roadhouse. And, God, just had such a blast. That movie slaps so hard. It just, it, there's no moment of it that's slow. It's amazing. There's no moment of it where you're like, all right, I, I've seen this scene before. I don't need to. Let's get to the next scene. Like, it's just, the characters are wonderful. It's so it's such a good bad movie, yeah. Uh, to the point that it's like it's actually a good movie, right? Yeah, it's it's amazing. But you know, Gyllenhaal, I, I guess he's not a professional bouncer in this alternate universe. He's like a UFC he guy who gets UFC kicked UFC out of UFC for some reason. So whatever. I kind of like that it's going straight to. It's better than a theater release. Like let it exist somewhere else. Yeah, let it let it be in that. Straight I'll watch to, it straight to TV. Moment. I'll complain about it, but I'll probably have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. which well, what I hope. We'll see. All right, so next is just just some questions. Sure, let's go. What we got? You know, Mubi, the sh- London streaming service, they produce some things. They're out there. Okay. Their number one streamed movie of 2023, what do you think it was? Is this a British film? It is. Okay, so that's what's coming out of this. All right, so... Uh, There's a reason I'm, I'm not... Like, it's something you're well aware of. I'm not trying to trick you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, so... Jeez. Uh, 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 tell me, tell me. The Great... After Sun. After Sun was the most streamed movie. And movie, yeah. Super excited for that uh, because After Sun deserves everyone to watch it. Is After Sun streaming on anywhere? Showtime. We can watch it. Oh, it's on Showtime. Yeah, it's the one I don't have. Jeez. Um, <laughs> but I, Showtime and Paramount Plus are like super combining now, so okay. I think you'll be able to watch everything with uh, Paramount. Or I won't be able to access Paramount anymore. <laughs> or that. <laughs> That's probably more likely. <laughs> but After Sun is one of... I have bought two DVDs in the past few years. They have been After Sun and Past Lives. Wow. So I own it. Okay. Because I, I watch it all the time. After Sun is one that I would consider buying. Did they make that a Criterion? Not yet. Not yet. That's probably ripe for one, though. Yeah. Great film. Great film. Unbelievable. And yeah, Past Lives I bought, too. Um, all right, next. Variety put out the list of top horror movies of 2023. Okay. This one might trip you up a little bit. All right. Um, I don't agree with their number one. for. Uh, okay. So, uh, and how many are there? I have the top 10, but there was like 16 on their list. Okay. Uh, so, I'm sure the one with... Uh, with Mia Goth is going to be on there somewhere. Infinity number five. Cool is number five. Okay. Um, I'm sure the Evil Dead six. is going to be on there. That's six. Okay. Um, man, what is you know, number one going to be? All right. Let's start from uh, ten and and or or the highest number and count yeah. down. So number ten. So now, what's not on this on the top 
10, but in the top 16 or whatever it was. Scream 6 didn't okay. make the top 10. Which I haven't seen yet. It's the most disappointed I've ever been with a Scream movie. My um, expectations are extremely low, so... Yeah, the, you, you, you and, the, and the worst picture cast rankers are all got yourselves all worked up. The reveal really bothered me, but anyway, um, and knock at the cabin is not mid. knock at the cabin didn't make the list. Not the top ten. Okay, it's in this top six, okay. which I haven't seen either. I think Oz liked that one. Yeah, real big on it. Yeah, it's good. It's streaming. Oz is, Oz is a Shyamalan guy, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, number ten. No one will save you. I'm not familiar with that one. It was good. It came out. I think it got released to Hulu a couple months ago. Um, it was good. It was a really cool idea. There was like very almost no dialogue whatsoever, which was cool. Um, they committed to the bit a little too much, so the end got messy. Okay. If they could have figured that, it would have been real good. Number nine, Deliver Us. Number eight, In My Mother's Skin. Number seven, the, probably the most recent release, Thanksgiving. Okay, which Ruff. I want to see. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. It's a great, yeah. super fun slasher. Number six, Evil Dead Rise. Number five, Infinity Pool. Love those on there. Number four, it's a movie I love. I don't really think it's a horror movie, but like Kristen would say it's a horror movie. Bo is Afraid. Oh, that's, it counted as a horror film. <sighs> yeah, I disagree with it. I mean, Kristen, Kristen looked at me. She's like, you know, it's okay that you go to the movies by yourself sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that got a, uh, is, is, Joaquin is Phoenix a, is, got an that's actor. That's Ari Aster. Yeah, it's Ari Aster. And like, uh, he got a Globe nomination. Yeah, he got a Globe. Uh, he's fantastic in it. It's um, it's a surrealist odyssey. If you don't like surreal movies, this movie is a fucking nightmare for you. Like cool. you so, would. Yeah, that's not for me then. It's the least Kieran B movie of all okay, time. Okay, great. Like, do not ever watch it. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix plays like quadruplets or something. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it's very good. It's really, really good. Anyway, number three, an Argentinian movie, which is fucking excellent. Um, when evil lurks. Oh, I don't. It's know on Shutter. Okay. It's great. Wow. When Evil Lurks. Really good. Number two, which this should be number one, Talk to Me. Okay. Which I haven't seen, but people are really You will dig it. On. Okay. You'll cool. d- it's a good horror movie. Like, you're, you're, you're good. Like, once the, the A24 will bother you because it's just a good, the lead's very good. It's good. I and mean, this would be your choice for number one. Clear. I think that Talk to Me should be one, When Evil Lurks should be number two. Okay. Now, before we say the number one... Where would the number one be on your on your Not list? top ten. It wouldn't be in the top ten. I think it's one of the best ideas for a horror movie that's been out there, and I just think it's I think it's not good. Okay. Okay. What and, and I'm and I'm one who likes weird movies, and even I'm like people just like this to say they like it, which I've been accused of before. <laughs> <laughs> so Skinamarink. Oh Skinamarink. Yeah, this <sighs> Super I, experimental. It seemed like this had a bunch of uh, a bunch of polarizing People, there's no it. like, oh, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, there were people really kind of raving about it, though. People love it. Yeah. I, so, for context, I, I asked the my thousand and one cohorts about mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, also watch a lot of horror movies. I talk about um, Adam couldn't get past the first 10 minutes. Oh, that's not a good sign. Britt actively did not like it. Wow, and she's pretty forgiving to horror movies in general. She, as much she, as me, yeah. Like, yes, she, yeah. she'll get into things, like... And it's a cool idea. It's a soup. It's super experimental. They shot it for like fifteen grand. Like it's a first time guy. It's cool, but um, they just didn't land the plane. Without spoiling things for the listeners and for me because I haven't seen it. Um, when you say experimental, what are they experimenting with? It's very supernatural. Like you, you don't see the kids' faces. It's all the way it's shot. Just the way everything transitions. It's very. It's trying new things, okay. which is cool, and I really appreciate. It. I so think kind of with how it's shot, the way they do everything. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Um, I, I think it's something that the idea, and I'm glad people like it, but man, it's like it's tough. Mm. But hey, that's the list. Yeah. 
Um, all right, my last question, which is impossible. Okay. So this came out before like the shortlist, so I, I'm not really paying attention to the shortlist. But how many songs and how many original scores do you think are eligible for the Oscar categories for that? Eligible beyond the shortlist? Like this was before the shortlist came out. So like the they, short- this is what the shortlist came off of. Songs and scores. Yes. How many songs? How many scores? Um, okay, so the shortlist usually includes about fifteen. Fifteen to, to, 20. to twenty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm very disappointed that uh, that Peach, Peach did not make it. Um, Jack Black should be performing at at the Oscars this year. It's fact, bad job. We didn't need ten Barbie songs uh, there for that. But I would say, you know, if scores, man. God, it's got it's got to be a large number. Uh, I, I two hundred, hundred forty nine. Okay, all right. I should have said 150. Yeah. yeah I, right. I was, when you were like large number, I was like, holy shit, he's going to say 150. <laughs> yeah, well, you, there's a lot of movies come out. 100%. It's something like a score. Every movie's got a score for yep. the most part, you know? So um, songs is trickier. Uh, is it the same number for songs? Is it? No, it's oh, lower. No. Okay. Yeah, it's lower. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what makes it eligible? Like, what, like. Well, that's the thing. I was. It, it's, it's, you can't put like Matchbox 20 on there because it's not an original. Right. Movie. It's the original. It's the older, like, weird. There's so much just it's just rules. Yeah. But yeah. Uh uh so how about 80? 94. Okay. So and all you're allowed to you're so you're allowed to submit up to 3 songs. Oh, so there can't be 4 songs from a movie. Exactly. So Barbie know, what, only What like why? Why? Right. Yeah. So like Barbie put in 3 all their 3 made the short list, but like they couldn't have put in a fourth. Yeah, so like Lion King right can't nominate I can't wait to be king because it has to nominate circle of life and can you feel the love and uh, Kuna Matata. So, right. then, you know, uh, be prepared. Can't even be on the short list. Exactly. It's, it's, these ridiculous rules. <laughs> like why they do these things and then this is how you end up with stupid shit on these lists. I guess the idea is is that you don't, like, if there's one big musical, they don't, the whole category isn't one Doesn't movie. Want, but, um, but Diane Warren, favorite. Yeah. Uh, did, did you, would, uh, do you have any guess? Future BBC Hall of Famer. 100%. First bout. You have any guess what she nominated? What she was submitted for? She submitted multiple songs this year. I did I did know that she had done some songs, and I, from what I understand, they were from movies that I they're not like super relevant or popular. No, um, yeah. So you're asking me to guess the movies? If you could, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be able to. All right. So the first one is the fire inside, like flaming hot. About the movie about making hot Cheetos. <laughs> Stupid movie. It was Hulu released it, and I watched it. I was like, all right, I watched too many things. Okay. And she got on the short list with that? Yeah. Okay. And then Gonna Be You by 80 for Brady, which I didn't even say. Yes, I did know that. I okay. did know that. I, that's right. She did a song for 80 for Brady. Who, yeah. And uh, Adam Hitchcock. Loves that movie very for some reason. Movie, yes. Of course he does. And then <laughs> she has a writing credit from a song by from My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I guess just get. Where was the, uh, where was the the, the audience clamoring for this release here? Was it, nobody know, fucking wanted it. Needs to be a third. Yeah, I mean this Greek wedding. Right. This, is, <laughs> but I guess just keep Diane Warren on shit, and you could get nominated. <clears throat> All right, so now we're into the awards chatter. How do you think we're doing so far? I think it's great. I'm having a blast. Right. This is great. Yeah. Let's let's not cover my fair lady. Let's just do this next. Do this forever. <laughs> um, all right, so the first, you know, again, we're not going to go through every award. There's a lot. I have a thing where we kind of, a, a, a catch-up of sorts. But I actually can't believe I'm doing this because I have given this entity a lot of grief over the years on many different platforms. The Golden Globes. 
Okay, the Globes. Yes, we have a You're usually pretty silly, contentious relationship with the Globes yeah. over here at BPC. We Clown shows sometimes. Yes, but I think this year they didn't botch it. Okay. So, best movie drama: Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, Zone of Interest, Anatomy of a Fall. T- talk to me about Zone of Interest because this seems to be coming Ooh, up. Ooh, I'm uh, very uh, excited. So, Glazer movie. You haven't seen it. I can't wait to see it. So, okay. do you, so it's it's Huller from Anatomy of a Fall. Okay, so Sandra Huller. Same guy did both. Movies. No, no, Sandra Huller, the actress from Anatomy oh, she's of a Fall. In, she's in she's the star. Too? Oh, great, great. So her home is literally it's the wall of Auschwitz. Her home with her family. And her husband is one of like the commandant's generals okay. at Auschwitz. And it's all about like how do you live with all this going on the other side of the wall. Apparently it's it's wow. it's I've heard just not entertaining, but fantastic. Okay. And hard, like make you yeah. think like you're gonna leave, but apparently it's great. Wow, okay. But uncomfortable, which is a good thing. People should be uncomfortable watching movies that yeah. make you think. Yeah, this one appeared quite a bit on the on the Oscar shortlist. Yeah, this is it's going to be all over the place. And I mean, Sandra Hall's having a fucking year. Um, and then best movie, musical or comedy, Barbie, Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May, December, and Air. Yeah, just a question would be, is May, December a comedy musical? It's, I think it's, 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 I think it's appropriate for comedy. Okay. All right. But, okay. That so, was the one that I saw people chirping So about. Kristen does not like it. Kristen thought <clears> there was, she, when I was laughing at times, she's like, what are you laughing at? Adam Hitchcock, also not a big fan of it. Does not like I had to like he literally was like you need to explain to me a funny scene yeah and like we talked about it for a while I was like okay I guess those things were pretty funny uh-huh. but that but that I think it's just kind of that's one of the if it works it works yeah okay. if it doesn't it doesn't okay. um and what were the other ones that sorry Air and Barbie and Barbie Poor Things American Fiction The Holdovers May December and Air all right yeah American Fiction is kind of that wild card right now because it hasn't come out yet at yeah. least the time of this recording so but that's gaining a ton of of momentum here so yeah that's one if. The trailers didn't give everything away can be special. Yeah, and but unfortunately, that's a trailer I've seen multiple times at this point. But I've seen it, and then what I've heard about it, then I've heard a kind of a little bit more about it, and it's nothing that's shown in the trailers. Okay. So I think there's more to it than is Good. shown. I think the trailer... kind of what they did with Holdovers. Yeah. You know, Holdovers did... I, at least I didn't feel like the trailers gave away too much. Nothing. Whereas May, December, the trailer's like watching the movie, and I hate that. You, the, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Because they they tell you all that stuff right at the front. Okay. Yeah. Like they're not hiding those things. All right. Yeah. American, but I've heard it's more like of a family thing. Okay. That's not really what the trailers are showing. So I'm like, okay. okay. So all because right. of that, I'm hopeful. But yeah, and I mean, really, past lives is nominated all over this place. So I wanted to bring this up because they, I think they did a good job. I mean, they, you know, director Cooper Gerwig, Yorgos, Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese, and Celine Song. That's great. Yeah. So I think the. I think the Globes didn't destroy things this year. Which... It's it's also kind of an easy year to pick things, though, too. You know, it's like you just pick what you should pick and stay out of your own way. Well, you right. Know? But they don't always do that. No. no right. So they, that's a, like, when you have all these good options. <laughs> I always find supporting actor and supporting actress really fun in these because they don't split them up for categories. So it's the one where you kind of get the earliest feel as to So let's check those out. All right, so Best Supporting Actress. We'll go actress first. Emily Blunt Oppenheimer. Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple. Okay. Jodie Foster Nyad. Did you see Nyad? I have not, no, but I love seeing Jodie Foster's name. Yeah, and the Globes love Jodie Foster. Yeah, it's an aggressively fine movie. Okay. <laughs> aggressively fine. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, Julianne Moore, May, December. Okay, no surprise there. Rosamund Pike, Saltburn. Okay, now that's a movie that's got a lot of buzz out there. 
I love sulfur. Okay. It seems like everyone does. Everyone. No. Yeah. No. Oh, no. This is a very much like, if you like this, you're an idiot, or this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like all the, the, the cast of usual characters who love these movies are loving the movies. It's so good. I'll put it that way. She did Promising Young yes, Woman. Yes. So I think Promising Young Woman is written exponentially better. Okay. But I think this is directed way better. Okay. It's tough to top Promising Young Woman. Yeah. I know that's another polarizing film. And it's become a lot more polarized now. But Rosamund Pike and Barry Keoghan are the standouts for Saltburn mm-hmm. by far. So Rosamund Pike with the nomination. And then Divine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers. Which, you know. She's I been crushing everything. think you can clear space on her shelf yeah. for an Oscar. I think um, that's headed her way. But right I think that's a really good nom for the best actress. Like, I think they did a really good job. I think they brought everyone in really well. For best supporting actor, motion picture, Defoe in Poor Things, Robert De Niro, Kills a Flower Moon, Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, Charles Melton, May, December, Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. Okay. Well, Which again, I think they did a really good job. It's hard to comment with having not seen the movies, but it's easy to comment that uh, I don't think Ruffalo should be in the, <laughs> in the movie. I think it's Ruffalo's best job by far. Well, okay. I'm just wondering who's missing there. And you were very, I haven't seen, May I haven't seen Iron Claw yet. And Iron so Claw. I, well, I, I, you know, I wonder if. Efron deserves special. an actor nomination yeah. in everything. And Harris Dickinson or the guy who plays the dad who's, let's get the dad's name wrong because this is just cruel. The guy's a well known actor and neither of us. I'll say that the Globes tend to pick the name. The Globes can be like the Grammys, where they'll pick the frequent flyer name. So people like Jodie Foster. Oh, is that true? And people is, like is that what the Grammys do too? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the Grammys are the are the worst with it. They'll, they'll just you know. Holt McCallany. McCallany okay. is the dad. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 okay. But like him or oh, Harris it'd be Dickinson. Great to see him up for. Yeah. Him. Him in the support. Him and Harris Dickinson. They're both great in supporting. But it, you wonder is that Defoe nomination one of those frequent flyer things? You know, the Grammys are like if, Defoe, if, if Bob, yeah. Bob Dylan could come up with an album that no one listens to, and he'll be up for album of the year. Oh, is that true? Know? Yeah. Like this year. Yeah. See, like Defoe is very good in poor things, but he's the one who should come out for an Iron Claw person. Okay. Because I think, and I think Charles Melton is just what he did, and uh, the fact that he's in all with all these guys, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that tracks, and yeah. he should be yeah, a favorite. Because De Niro, a thousand percent, deserves a nomination. Um, and you know, I'm I've in the past have kind of been a little low on Downey Jr., but I think he's. I think a people lot. forgot he can act because he was in the Marvel yeah, for and fifteen he's years. Yeah, an important piece to that film. Absolutely, yeah. he's needed. Gosling's great in Barbie. I think he's the standout. I. I I wonder if that misses an Oscar. I bet I, you gets nominated. I I have a hunch that it's going to miss. It could. It seems like the type of performance that the Academy will will pass on. That's or he's going to win and piss everybody off. <laughs> God, I don't I don't see how that could happen. But I mean, hey, here we go. I'm, I'm on the microphone here, so you can rewind in April to me. Uh, you know, but I think my, kicking my coffee table over. Just the the, the acting. Is so good this year, and these are all really good performances. So, you know, I, mean, I can't I, wait to talk lead actor when we get to our Oscar episode because, man, uh, last year I know I was extremely high on the on that category, and you know, and said that I thought it was one of the best ever. And this is going to be higher. This might be it's better. Be higher. Like, it might be better. Well, we'll just see what decisions they make. But, but just uh, so best performance by an actor drama Cooper. Murphy, so Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, which he's not going to get a Oscar, Andrew Kopp for All of Us Strangers, and Barry Keoghan for Saltburn, and then Best Performance by an Actor 
in musical or comedy, Nicolas Cage, Dream Senate Mario, uh, Timothy Chalamet for Wonka, Matt Damon for Air, Giamatti The Holdovers, Joaquin Phoenix, Bo is Afraid, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Yeah, and it, so and I, Zach Efron should be in there. I'll say my, and he'd be in as a lead, not a supporting. Oh, Zephron Efron is the he's lead. lead. Oh, he's no. not going. He's not going to get nominated. He uh, should. And I, I'm gonna... I think it will be. Uh, well, the locks are Cillian Murphy and. Barring some kind of weird controversy or something, Bradley Cooper uh, and Giamatti. Those are, to me, are, are absolute locks. Yes. I would imagine Jeffrey Wright will be in there. The way it's looking and the way other things have nominated, I agree. And I think Leo has got to be a lock, too. I think if they promote at all with the timing of this, Efron could take that fifth spot. Over Leo? Yes. I haven't seen, I haven't seen American Fiction yet. But just the way things have looked. And I, Leo was great. I just think um, Leo wasn't the best actor in that movie. I don't think that that matters. Though. I don't. Neither do I. But I'm just saying, if I think he's taking a spot, that's the one. If Efron's taking a deserved spot, I think it's... Uh, you, you think the Academy is going to give if they, I think Zac good. Efron, Leonardo DiCaprio's seat at the table there? I, maybe. And, and the problem with, you know, with if they go with him over right, you know... I have to see him. I haven't seen American Fiction. I haven't so I either. Can't. I mean, I mean, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Iron Claw either. Right. So I mean, and I'm like, I, I would love to see Zac Efron up up there in the mix. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Do what unless do, they get wild and snub Bradley, which is very possible. It is possible. A hundred percent possible. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. But like, you know, I think it's a good thing when there's so many people. Like, I like that we're like, holy shit, how are they going to get this down to five? It's way more interesting than it's like, all right, so there's three really good ones. Who are they going to? Fill in the other yeah. two. I mean, the sixth man out is it's a great performance. Yeah, great performance is six out, which is yeah. And the the nominations will be out by the next time January twenty third. They come out. Okay, so we'll when we're first week of February, we'll know what that's that's how so we'll start that next episode. So let's guess on actress now too. So this is, I guess this becomes our our, pre, our pre, nomination yeah. predictions. All right. So what the Globes did, just so we have the names in our head. Yeah. Um, Actress, motion picture, drama. Lily Gladstone, Carrie Mulligan, Sandra Hueller. They did for Anatomy of a Fall. Okay, which... Um, but not Zone of Interest. So be, okay, well, uh, yeah. Anatomy I, of a Fall is a super deserved nomination. Um, Annette Benning, Greta Lee, and Kaylee Spaney from Priscilla. What's Annette Benning in this year? Uh, the Nyad. Aggressively Fine. Oh, the Aggressively Fine. Aggressively movie. Yes, fine. yes. Let's give you the new Joey R. catchphrase. All like right. That. And then musical or comedy, Fantasia Barino from Color Purple. I haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings, Natalie Portman, May, December. Alma Poitsty, Fallen Leaves, Margot Robbie, Barbie, Emma Stone, Poor Things. So I think Lily Gladstone, Emma Stone, Carrie Mulligan. Those are probably as close to locks as it 100%. Gets, right? I think Greta Lee is going to be locked in because the way... That's, I would probably agree Just every, she's been nominated. So, but now it's, we're looking at, Sandra Heller, Natalie Portman, Margot Robbie, and Fantasio Barino. I, again, I haven't seen Color Purple, but there's getting a lot. It's a lot of moving parts for that last spot. Wow. And God, I... That is tougher than... So then you wonder, does the... So here's two... two. I think... My predict... I think there's a better chance Gosling gets nominated for... If one of them is getting snubbed, it's going to be Margot Robbie. That's such a travesty. But I think um, that's where the snub is, because then I think... To me, she was by far the best part of that movie. Uh, her and the script were the best parts of the, the movie. The script, and that's Bombac on the script, too. With the, Him and Greta Gerwig wrote it together, yeah. yeah. 
Um, very good script. Great script. And uh, and I, I I thought Margot Robbie stole the show in that in that film. Uh, now, man, I, I too, I, I think I agree with you. It's v- it's very possible the Academy. That's to me where Barbie should be recognized. But, but I think that's where it's going to get because of the strong, powerful actress performances. That's where I, I think it gets lost. I think Anatomy of Fall not being on that short list for for foreign film is going to hurt it. But she has two movies, so I think so. Uh, I could see maybe they go zone of interest then instead, and just, yeah. and just ignore Anatomy of a Fall, which is terrible. This movie is really good. I mean, this, the, the, the scene in the kitchen is one of the best acted things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was an unbelievable performance. It deserves to be 100%. an Oscar nomination, but they're not going to nominate her 100%. for both. No, no, no. And certainly not in a field like this. And I haven't um, seen, yeah. God, you know. Like, I think Natalie Emma Portman. Stone Teflon? Yes. You don't think this is the type of movie no. the Academy might get weird No, it's with. one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Even if you hate the movie, the okay. performance was out of control. Okay. All right, so she's a lock. I think again, we call Lily Gladstone's an easy lock. Lily Gladstone, Carrie Mulligan, and Carrie Mulligan's a lock. Emma Stone, Greta Lee, I think are locked in. So I think realistically, wow. Sandra Holler, fin- color purple, I don't know much about Fantasia. I know people are very weird. Like it's making money, but people are like, it's good. But like she's the name that keeps popping up. Is like yeah, it's good, but she was great. Okay, but so I don't know if that does like, I don't know. But like not having Margot Robbie in there seems weird. But it is the type of movie that it's the does movie that not gets snubbed. usually garner uh, an acting nomination, and it's going to be well recognized in all of the. And because she's she's a producer, so she'll get she'll have the name when it's the best picture. So she's still included in the so she still wins an Oscar. Yeah, and that's what that's where I kind of think there's a world where Cooper gets snubbed because he's going to have the writing and the producer, um, director, and director, and he'll be up for director. Yes, he'll be a director. Even people is, who don't like that movie are like, well, it was. Directed really well. <laughs> Director is going to be uh, is going to be Nolan, Scorsese, Cooper, Cooper, Gerwig, and a fifth one. I think it's I think it, it's my, my girl Brenda for Color for Purple. Past lives. Oh, maybe. That's that's what I think. Maybe with those four names or with those three names. And Greta Gerwig, I, there's the chance of them going diverse on the fifth one is probably high. It's going to be Brenda. Yeah. Um, that movie's unbelievable. Now, let me ask you a question. You sent out the thing in our group chat about Ruben Ostlin complaining about Barbie. Right. Now, he got nominated for director last year. Which is a joke. But he got nominated last year. So that means the Director's Guild leans in his way. Do you think Greta Gerwig gets snubbed because of that? No, I don't think that. I, I don't think because they chose him, they not that they're see like eye to eye with him. No, I just think that that's sometimes the type of thing they look for. If if that if they'll have a similar sense, I think she deserves it. I think I agree with everything you said, but I'm just. Is there a world where that kind of thinking in a strong year? Yes, there is a world because, especially if they have another female director, they can lean on with Brenda Song in there. So yes, there is a world where where maybe they look at Barbie as like a ninth or tenth best picture nomination and get Brenda and Song into past lives because of, and I I don't know that that's wrong either. I'd probably have her in there, but just to answer your question, yes, I could see there's a world where where she misses out, especially with it being uh, nominated in, in a lot of the technicals you'd imagine. And I agree. 
All right, and then the last part of this category. So as of December 21st, so if you're listening to this on January 1st, and on December 27th, there's an award show, don't yell at us. This is as of December 21st. It's the awards roundup. So all the awards, the critics guilds, what has won up to this point? Because I think going into this, it's interesting. Oppenheimer has 66 wins. Okay. Holdovers has 31 wins. Oh, this is like the precursor uh, yep. gold section here. This, this Twitter loves this section. Yep, here. just all that's won. Killers of the Flower Moon, 26 wins. This is why I think Anatomy of Falls is going to do better than you think. These 21 wins. Barbie, 21 wins. Poor Things, 19 wins. And it just got released. Zone of Interest, 16 wins. Past Lives, 12 wins. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, 12 wins. May, December, 10 wins, which is pretty much all Charlie Melton. And this is the last. Boy in the Haran, 8 wins. Eight. Are You There, God? It's Me, 7 wins. And American Fiction, 6 wins. Studio Slim Jimbo. Ghibli. Just, okay. Snap into a Slim Jim. Um, <laughs> did we mention Yorgos for director? Yeah. Okay. He, he'll probably be in there too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. So that's interesting. Now, precur- precursors are overrated um, as far as I'm concerned. 100%. But just Particularly what, the ones up to this point. Are, it's been know. all critics, but it's just like it's yeah. what people are focusing on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And and Oppenheimer was, was one and Flowersman was three. Who was two? Holdover, holdovers. Holdovers, holdovers, holdovers. And oh, man, can you rule out Payne for a director nomination? We didn't even mention him. <laughs> I think Payne's not getting director. Yeah. Just because that type of movie's a little less uh, bells and whistles. I think there's, I think, listen, I, I'm very he, high he, on that he'll movie. He'll probably win for writing. Yeah. Although he's not, no, he's it, not a credited writer, I don't think. I don't know. But I, I think he's not going to sneak into that Yeah, it's direct. a tough, it's, a tough it's, it's too tight a year. Mm-hmm. Especially, we mentioned all these people, and then you're like, oh yeah, Yorgos. Like, Yorgos is fighting for a spot, too. Oh, there will be people screaming and yelling this year, man. This is going to be, Twitter is going to be an ugly, ugly But you place. know what? At least this year, when people are screaming, it's for like, really good the things. things. And it's that, not yeah. screaming for like, nonsense. Right, right. Like, yeah. oh, this movie that no one saw but me didn't get nominated. <laughs> right, or like, this piece of shit movie that I really like <laughs> for some reason, which I've done that in the past, but whatever. This is like good movies that are going to get like not in there because it's a great year. Because, you know, I mean, how many people, I mean, I think we even said it to each other, like, Maestro's held out eight months. It probably sweeps next year's Oscars, <laughs> next year's Oscars. I know. But Bradley Cooper is just so bad at time. Just such bad timing. <laughs> like, wait eight fucking months. Yeah, they but, all, well, this is the whole glut of movies that were held back because of the, um, yeah. Flowers Moon was supposed to come out, I think, two years ago. Was it that uh, long ago? I knew it was a yeah, while ago. Oppenheimer's been in production for a while, and, and this is this is like the last stretch of movies that were affected by COVID. Yep. You know, even uh, um, not an Oscar movie, but the Mission Impossible movie that came out right. was being filmed during COVID. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, that's the famous thing. People yeah. think it lost money, but Tom Cruise paid them to keep it up so that they could keep it safe and send people home and shit. Like, yeah. it didn't lose as much money. It's just they took longer it's to expensive. be safe. Yeah, yeah. It's expensive to be safe, and Tom Cruise made shit that happened, and yeah. instead we just shit on all, all over them, but... Whatever. Um, then my last sec. I have two kind of sections, but my last one is just a quick one. It's just January movie releases. Okay. I thought this would be like a cool section. Unfortunately, January is going to be a big catch-up month, and I, I'm going to be fighting to figure out where how I could see all the strangers. Origin. It looks good. I'm excited for that. It's Anna DuVernay. So, no. Okay. Hope it's good. The rest don't look that great. Right. Night Swim, Mean Girls, musical that oh, I don't geez. know why they made it, and The Beekeeper. Um, I think the most exciting is Sundance. The bees, the bees. Yeah. Sundance is January 18th to 28th. So 
you know, it's always fun because you get to see what's going to be coming down the pike yep, next year. Yeah. So, like, that's interesting. So, I'm excited for that. And then the last thing is, you know, a thousand and one by one is my other podcast. Mm-hmm. This month we have an Akira release, Studio Ghibli, and you hear uh-huh, some Ghibli. Um, I will, I will almost promise that big Studio Ghibli fans will be really mad at some people, and that's. But you'll also really love some other people, so please listen. Probably and then be mad at me. What? They'll probably be mad at me. No, from the Akira episode. Oh. I'm, oh. I'm, I may have set some. Some people, you know, whatever. Well, I just pissed them off, though. Yeah, that's fine. Ago. Well, then come listen and they'll forget yeah. about you. And then, um, you know, that's the end of our season, the first season with me, Adam, and Britt together. And we have a season finale coming. And then our next season starts up month, month after that. So good Exciting. things coming. And you're doing Aliens for the first episode? or is it Edgar uh, Wright rankings first. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. But Aliens is one of the first, the first episodes yeah. there. Yeah. Then, that, then it's awesome. right into Aliens. Yeah. Good stuff. So, well, yeah, well good that things is, ahead. That is my list. So, Kieran's Corner. Yeah, Kieran's Corner. This is uh, as if every episode isn't my corner. I, I needed another section where uh, my voice is, uh, is just is just filling the airways. Uh, yeah, no, just a couple of a couple of things. Um, I uh, wanted to shout out that uh, Stephen King has a, um, a collection of short stories coming out. Oh, um, You nice. like it darker. So, Dope. I think, you know, it's kind of his thumb of the nose of... You think I can't write horror anymore? Um, okay, you know, you so like he's it, going nuts. Yeah, you like it darker is a very Joey R friendly yes title there. And perfect. I really like his short story collections too. Uh, one of my favorites is Skeleton Crew, and that's an earlier one of his. But it was one of those where he took a lot of stories that had been out or published in lesser known magazines. Oh, is that or what stuff. it was? Yeah, and that's what oh, this is too. Oh, oh, so, interesting. Yeah, some of these stories are are actually like old. Oh, really? You know, yeah, yeah. Some of them are very old. Some of them have just kind of been printed in different magazines or were unreleased. Or, uh, so there are also new ones that he wrote for this, too. I think there's a, a sequel to Cujo. In, in no way. Yes, yeah, called uh, The Rattlesnake. And then um, what, what's, just real quick, what's this Life of Chuck that's coming out? Because okay, that, that's yeah. uh, Mike Flanagan yeah, is doing Mike it. Flanagan's yeah, Mike Flanagan's doing it. It's going to be a, a, a theatrical release, I yeah. believe, yeah. Uh, which is good to see out of Flanagan because he doesn't have a lot of those. There's a lot of um, straight-to-Netflix stuff. Uh, which are just limited in their exposure to me. Like to me, if it's on Netflix, it's either going to be the most popular thing in the country, or no one's going to, or it's going to come lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which it seems like uh, Fall of the House of Usher kind of didn't. It didn't wasn't as popular as I thought it would be. I it, thought people would be like it was oh. really talked about for like two weeks, and then yeah, I feel no, like, that was that. And it was yeah. really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, enjoyed I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Life Chuck is a, a novella from his collection that came out in uh, 2020 called uh, If It Bleeds. Okay. And it is uh, one of the shorter stories in in that collection. A really like nice little story. It's one of those you'd read and you'd be like, all right, well they're not going to make this a movie. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Uh, I'm a little surprised. You know, we'll see if Flanagan is very good at this. And right. He's very good with adapting King. And he famously did Gerald's King, which people thought was unadaptable. Uh, I love I, that movie. I uh, am excited. To, there's a lot of big names. Great cast. And hopefully it's something that gets Flanagan to the next little tier here. Um Because there's a, there's a chance for it to be the right kind of sentimental and um, okay. and, and em- employ some some see, some themes that are very cinematically friendly. So. Interesting. And, you know, hopefully it's good enough that Hush is streaming again because Hush is impossible to find. Yeah, and Hush deserves to be fucking out there because it's great. I wanted to watch it this horror season. Couldn't it's get great. my hands on it. Couldn't even find the uh, DVD at the library. So, uh, yeah. So, that, so uh, uh, you like it darker. I, I'm not sure the exact release date. 
Uh, but um, you can keep your eyes out for that, all you uh, Stephen King fans out there. Or if you've always wanted to read and, uh, King and you never got around to it, it's always a short story collection is always a good place to start because it's commitment level. Is- I mean, we you know we just did our App Pupil episode. We all read it. I mean, it was excellent. Yeah. You know, we did our Megasode. We've done a lot of Stephen King reading here. We have. So. We got it every Thanksgiving. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So I want to shout out there. And, and I wanted uh, the last thing in Kieran's corner here. I wanted to offer a little uh, retraction. From oh, a past episode that we recorded right here, Joe, uh, along with our friends uh, Andrew Corns, oh. and uh, that was the Return to Cuckoo's Nest episode. Great app. And um, this month, uh, myself and a co-host favorite uh, RDB went and saw Stanley Kubrick's Barry Lyndon on the big screen here at the uh, the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington. What a wonderful Shout place! Shout out to the uh, the CAC, the Cinema Arts Center. And uh, both me and Artie were just absolutely blown away by Barry Lyndon. Uh, this was my second viewing. It was Artie's first. And j- I didn't realize how funny it was. Um, yeah. It had the crowd in stitches. It um, just was a wonderful, beautiful experience. The, the imagery in that film, the natural daylight, the cinematography. The, All lit the, by candles. Uh, the scouting locations. I mean, just really great stuff, like rivaling... Lawrence Arabia in in the best cinematography I've seen in a film and both I've gotten the privilege to see on the big screen so love love loved it and my retraction I'm offering is 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 that we were a little lukewarm on Ryan O'Neill who who this past month passed away yeah unfortunately uh yeah so we were a little lukewarm on his performance and this time around I loved him in this film. oh wow okay loved him That's and great. thought he was great and so, um, and I, I went back and listened to what we said uh, on on the return to Cuckoo's Nest, and I wasn't really too harsh. I just no. kind of said that if there's a weak That's link it. in the right. movie, it might be that. And I just retract that because I just don't. So I think Corns might have been the hardest on him out of the three of us, but um, I just don't agree with that opinion anymore for, for that I, that I put out there that day. And sometimes the second viewing will do that to you. Yeah, I mean, I think I said in the episode the second viewing really took that to another level for me. Yeah. Yeah. And did you know that that was originally supposed to be a Napoleon movie? Kubrick was like, uh, he wanted this whole grand Napoleon movie, and it didn't work out, so he was like, I'm going this way. Wow, no, he, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Barry Lyndon, if you if if you if you get a chance to rewatch that, if someone you've seen, it's been a while, check it out. And if you've never seen it, check it out, because it's, it's it's up there in Kubrick's filmography. I really, I really I agree, really it's great. Yeah. And it gets better each time. I've seen it twice now, and the second one really stepped it up. Yeah. Yeah. What else? We, is that is that, that all? Is that is on the on the feed. Great stuff. Well, it's a new year. Yeah, uh, it, it's time. It was. This is the perfect time to start this. Absolutely, that was a lot of fun. I had a it was blast. great. I can't wait to do this again in a couple of weeks. In this February. is awesome. We get to just do this once a month. It's great stuff, and we'll eventually have some guests in the mix and, and whatnot. And twenty twenty four is going to be an awesome year here for podcasting. You mentioned one thousand one by one. We're going to shout a couple of other our other friends. Oh yeah, Revisionist Almanac, Rev Almanac. They're out there. I'm sure you've seen them on social media. They're hard to hard to. Um, I mean, even if you're not a movie Twitter, you've seen them on movie on on social media ranking something. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, you're the first guest. They're they're inaugural guest. That's right. It should be coming out in a, a couple weeks. I'm sure the date gets closer and closer because he's pr- probably going to want to you know get Nancy to release it. He's uh, he's riddling it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Be a few directors cuts. That's right. The corns cuts. <laughs> the corns cuts. I like that. Uh, yeah, our, our friends uh, Andrew Corns and Adam Hitchcock from Circuit Verse. Uh, also check out the Circuit Verse. Uh, I know oh, we're, yeah. we're recording this the day after Christmas, but uh, so people might be Christmased out at this point. But check out our 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 buddy and co-host here, Grant Z, went on Circuit Verse and uh, 
did their Christmas movie tournament yep. and Great. just did a wonderful episode on the winner. I won't spoil what it is for anyone who's interested. Very good episode. Tournament episode. It today. Loved it. Uh, he really crushed it over there. So Adam does a fun job. He's found his, his niche with these tournaments. So good. Uh, these uh, March Madness style movie tournaments. So I did one with, for, with uh, uh, Tom Cruise movies. You've done a few. At yeah, this point, I did Joe. Uh, 2022 movie bracket. I did superheroes and did, and did horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I think Corns has been a guest. I've had a, a few different guests. Yeah, Corns did there, sports so, yeah. and animation. Right. Okay, and I yeah. and I did a run in on animation that uh, yeah. Adam did not know. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff there. So yeah, check out circuit uh, the streaming circuit. Uh, check out Rev Almanac. Also, got to shout out our, our friends at the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast, the GMO podcast. Tom and Dana Duncan, father son duo. They do an outstanding job. I, I was on there five times this past year. Uh, five, you got the hat. I got the hat. You get a G-Mode hat if you've done uh, five episodes. I did it's a great hat. Five movies that I loved talking about, man. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, uh, Lost in Translation, Stalag 17, Shane, and Clint Eastwood's Grand Torino. Yeah, so f- uh, five, five uh, you know, very different movies, but That's all kind of deep cuts in the, the context of the greatest movie of all time. I don't think that any of the five of them necessarily are that. Uh, but they're five movies I enjoy. and, and we I'm okay with Lost in Translation fighting there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And that's, uh, you know, they're, they have a, a, a cool format there where they, how they grade the movies out. So check them out. The greatest movie of all time podcast. 1001 we shot it there. Got a shout out below freezing. Adam and Melissa have been on a good stretch over there. The best. The yes, best. I was on it for a Christmas episode with Mike from Cinemas doing... Um, the bizarre Noel, uh, yeah. And if you're burnt down in Christmas movies, maybe don't go that route. But uh, watch the episode. Unhinged. The episode. Yeah, it took me. I'm three times in. I'm like halfway through. The movie's brutal. Yeah, it's 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 scary stuff. Um, not in the right kind of way. Uh, and and Mike from Cinema, Cinema's doing great stuff. Me and him and uh, Adam have an episode that'll be coming out this year. Where he's kind of doing an offshoot of. Yeah, it sounds really uh, cool. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about like the uh, essential movies that were nominated for Best Picture but did not win. I fucking so we'll, love that. Each can have a, a list of 10 on that, and we'll do our typical ranking style there. So that will be fun. Oh, I 10 each? Yeah, 10 each. Oh, and he's going to do a, a, a different topics throughout the right. year. So now he, has cool, he has good ideas coming up. Cinemas is going to be super exciting this yep. year. And I think he has a bunch of new episodes coming out in February. Oh, uh, perfect. Regular Cinemas episodes, too. So he's got some uh, some some good stuff on the way over there. So Mike's check the out uh, Cinemas. And, um, you know, I mean, others just to shout out. I mean, you got a Jazita's 300 Passions. Zeta's 300 Passions podcast. Check her out. She does a great job over there. I was uh, on the uh, the Manly Movies podcast. You can check them out, too. They, they do some fun stuff. Uh, I think my Dirty Harry was my uh, movie. Oh, it's a good movie. There. Yes. Yeah, this, uh, we, a bunch of friends There's out just there. really good people out there talking movies. Like, there's no... Just go listen to people who really like movies talk about them. Because it's fun, yeah. and everyone who does it will get engaged and talk to you and hang yeah. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Joe, this was fun. It's a new year. We have our anniversary episode coming up. We talk about four years of doing this stuff. Years. Ah, it'll be fun to hear from everyone of that. We'll have uh, vocal clips coming in from little little guest appearances and this and that. And we might even get to our hundredth movie this year. I mean, if we don't, we fucked up. Yeah. So we could be (laughs) celebrating twice this year. We get an anniversary episode and a a hundredth episode. I think the hundredth episode is is you know where we started that day four years ago. To the fact that we're at a hundred, like, because I mean, by the time we get to 100 movies, we're probably looking at like 170 like releases with yeah. previews and stuff. But 100 movies that we have done our signature deep dive on is, yeah, 
yeah, it's it's crazy stuff, but it, it's it's been it's been so much fun, and it, awesome. It, we get to do like two little celebrations this year. That's pretty cool too. So and we've made all these friends. From yeah, this. like we it's have. unbelievable. It's it's a blast. It's a blast, man. So, uh, and uh, Worst Picture Cast will have some stuff coming up soon too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on some scheduling. Yeah, and they're all available on this feed. We'll shout out some of our friends there in the description of this episode. And next release will be My Fair Lady. It is going to be something. Yeah, we're going to be singing and dancing again. So, and, and our first Audrey Hepburn film. Yes, which is interesting. That's yes. taken us 85 total movies, 63 yeah, best about. picture winners to get to Audrey. Audrey Hepburn. It's, it's going, to be, going to be a lot of fun there. So, all right. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you for My Fair Lady. See you. To your knees, don't to the Ever become a stranger to you laugh. Stranger to you laugh I could recognize I